This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm counting how long it's been. The last time we did this was November 14th. I'm not sure if that's the last time we published, but that's the last time we did this. So, <laughs> Well, we would have published like shortly after that, I guess. Yeah. So what, what's that been? Um, a lot? A lot? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone why it's been so long, Petro? Because it's I, entirely your fault. Is it? I don't really know why yeah. it's been so long. <laughs> I am tired right now. Can you tell? Um, so am I. Yeah, I totally want to do this, though. Good. So um, Mia has a little sister. Yeah, surprise. Yay. Her name is Ivy. We yes. are not. Uh, we're lazy uh, spellers. So <laughs> M-I-A and uh, I-V-Y. That's, that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Um, our kids don't have middle names. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Why did uh, you do that? Why not? I mean, it's just a name nobody uses. <laughs> um, I do not have a middle name. Oh. Yeah. Neither does my mom, dad, or my sister, or anybody else in Ukraine for that matter. And yeah. I can't speak for people having kids today because I think the Western influence is so strong that they're doing middle names now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's neither here nor there. So yeah, Ivy was born January fourth, and um, yeah, been living the dream. Um, what is what is happening with the internet? I don't know. Just yeah, ignore is that it. your internet? Okay. It's uh, it'll cut out and come back on. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, so that's exciting. You yeah. posted a picture of the two of them yesterday. I was like, oh my God, like if they weren't different ages, I think they're <laughs> twins because they look exactly the same. They do? Okay. They look totally different to me, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, see the similarities in them and uh, they're definitely sisters. Mia, it's it's crazy because she's 21 months old. Um mm-hmm. Or one and three quarter years, if anyone's counting. And <laughs> she's so aware of her little sister. She knows, like, like, it's just really difficult to comprehend, right? I'm not an expert with, with kids. I haven't been around kids that that young. So to see her, how she cares for her, how she tries to pick her up, how mm-hmm. she hugs her, even how she gives her little kisses, it's, it's super adorable. <laughs> so... That's naturally what's taken up the last four months of my life. So, <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was just really nice not to um, not to have to take time away from them. Yeah. And this doesn't take long. Like um, we do this an hour to two hours at a time, once a week here and there. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was it was just nice not having to. Um, rush to do it and Mm -hmm. do it half-assed if you will you know so yeah for sure yeah um have you been waiting by uh by the computer to do this for the last four and a half months 
<laughs> Obviously, something's been keeping you away, too. Well, I mean, I knew that you had just had a child, so I was like, oh, I'll give him a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that Ben and I are starting a new podcast. Yes, I, I've heard that you're a cheater. Yes. <laughs> so our friend Benjamin Edward has recently left his um, full-time job and he's doing freelance. So we're starting a podcast about, well, working for yourself, basically. Um, Isn't that what our podcast be... is about? Yeah. Well, ours is more photography-based and more business-based, whereas yeah. Ben and I will be talking about like more fun I guess stuff. A little bit, a little bit more personal stuff, and it's just it's a bit of a different flair because he is a different person. <laughs> right. So we should uh, we should do a podcast threesome, I think, and have okay. him. Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll do it together. <clears throat> it's um, funny because can, uh, what what what's funny? It, Tell it, me. Everybody, oh, you know, the whole podcasting scene. It's like mention us, we'll mention you. You know, yeah. give me a shout out here. Give me a shout out there. Um, and quite often I'm, I'm wondering, like, how many of you, uh, I'm, I'm now put directing my speech to the listeners. Mm -hmm. How many of you are actually like, oh, they mentioned this podcast. I'm going to go and listen to it. I'm really curious because I actually do. Like, if I hear somebody mention a podcast, I will go <laughs> quite often right away in, uh, in my podcast app, I'll be like, oh, this podcast, and I find it, and I listen to it. Yeah, um, I do that with some shows, and like some shows where they'll have a guest on, I'll go and listen to their podcast, but I'm finding that so many podcasts these days are like guest episodes, like every single episode is a guest, mm -hmm. and every single guest has their own podcast. So it's literally just a bunch of podcasts cross promoting each other. And that is the exactly. entire purpose of all of those podcasts. And I don't like that's really annoying. That's... <laughs> like I listen to one podcast, hear a guest, go and listen to their podcast, hear a guest, go and listen to their podcast, hear a guest. And to be perfectly honest with you, I generally don't end up liking any of the episodes where they have guests on, like I really just want to listen to the hosts talk about what they're passionate about. Because quite often they these episodes are just kind of promotional based, right? They're, exactly. They're, their intent is just to promote something. Yep. And uh, I mean, we've had people reach out to us to to do that, and uh, for the most part, I've ignored a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing against them as people or their product but at the end of the day um i don't know there's just a little bit of integrity like we've had guests where i felt that the what the message we were conveying was actually uh useful to our audience yeah. right so did you but, know that i deleted one of our episodes no i did not know which one i was thought it? i told you this so we had a guest on at one point um and basically we were told that our, we would share this link on our podcast um, and then our listeners would get this like free resource. 
So we planned out this whole podcast. I had questions and everything, sent the questions along to the guest, and they were like, yep, yep, we can answer those questions. Um, And then had the link all ready to go. So we record the podcast, and I ask all of the questions. And the answers to the questions were, oh, I can't answer that. You have to go speak to a professional. (laughs) I was like, Yeah, that that sort of pissed me (laughs) off a little bit. Like that was the whole episode was me asking questions and them going, oh, I can't answer that. Like, uh, that's a problem, especially Um, since I had sent along the questions. But then I went to the link after the episode and it wasn't there. So I emailed them. I'm like, um, can you put that page up? Because we've published the episode. Oh, yeah, we put it up. It's ready now. Go to the page and you couldn't download the thing that they said you could download. Right. So basically, I think they wanted people to like call them. I think so. And ultimately end up hiring them. I'm like, this is not what we discussed. So I just ended up taking down. <laughs> I'm really episode. happy you did. I, I, as soon as you said you took one down, I knew I knew which one you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a formal apology to all the listeners who dedicated their hard earned time to listening to that episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're going to try to give it back to you in better ways with future episodes yeah uh, we probably lost like two million listeners because of that episode i know right <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because um ben and i going through this process of starting a podcast because i've done this one with you and we've mm-hmm. sort of run it in a few different formats and like moved the website around a few times and done a few different things um Basically, when Ben and I started talking about it, I was like, I don't want to do show notes. I don't want to have like a website and like send people to episode number five and like go look up the show notes to get all the links. I was like, you know what? We're just going to do the show notes on Instagram. So there will be a picture for each episode. You go in there. It links to um, the Instagram accounts for whomever we are linking to, because let's face it, everyone's on Instagram and that'll be our show notes. So our domain literally points to our Instagram Of course, we found web hosting. Like, I found this, I guess, they can't be a new podcast host, but, I mean, new to me. And it's free podcast hosting, and um, it distributes to, like, all of the platforms, so that's good. We haven't released anything on it yet, but uh, I know, right? Free (laughs) is a good price. So... (laughs) I'm pretty excited to see how that goes because now all I have to do is schedule the post in Buffer whenever the episode is coming out and (laughs) I don't have to worry about writing like mounds and mounds of show notes. Who goes and reads the show notes anyway? You listen to the episode. (laughs) You listen to the episode and then you go through the description to click on whatever link you need, right? Can you imagine if like movies were condensed a little bit? Just to say to save on like budget, um, <laughs> to save on actors' fees, yep. and they're like in the movie they reference like, oh, go read this dialogue on page twenty-seven. <laughs> you know, that's how I that's how I always kind of seen show notes. Now, yeah. I mean, if you've listened to a billion of our episodes and you've used the show notes and resources, fantastic. If you're just listening to them now, uh, I mean, if you if you literally started an episode one. By the time you mm-hmm. get here, you'll be like wondering where the hell are the show notes that we mentioned. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> they should all still be there because the host that we switched to, all of our show notes are, are up there. So that's okay. fine. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll move to this model at some point as yeah, well. Yeah, that's and that, and that kind of brings me to another point. Um, 
when we talked a little bit this morning about what we're going to talk about, we're like, well, let's just catch up with people. And I said, well, whatever comes up. So this is something that's coming up that I want to talk about. And it's about, um, yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's about doing your own thing, thing that benefits you. I mean, you go in business for yourself, but, but it's, it's so funny that how many people actually don't realize that when you work for yourself, the only rules you have to follow are rules that you set forth. Like, oh, you, you know what I mean? You should stop worrying about what the industry's doing or what your colleagues or peers or um, competition is doing, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of like, well, if you do a podcast, you have to do uh, show notes. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> in-depth show notes of yeah. like the exact transcript of the episode. Like and I've seen that. Do that. I've seen that. That that makes zero sense to me. Now, if you're trying to reach a wider audience, and if you're trying to reach the audience who doesn't listen to the podcast and just likes to skim show notes, be like, oh, mm -hmm. here's some resources. I get it. But if that's you, then we're not for you. We just want to talk. We don't want to write. <laughs> that's really why we do this. <laughs> we just like to listen to yeah, ourselves I, talk. I mean, Hey, I've got the monitor turned on. I love the sound of my own voice. That's all I want to do. For an hour a week, I just want to listen to my own voice. Um, well, it's, it's funny that you say that about doing things your own way. Mm -hmm. Because I almost got into an argument on Facebook um, mm. Oh, I love this. Yesterday. I love Facebook arguments. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in different Facebook groups for photographers. And one of them is a networking group. Um and a woman asked a question and I and I gave some advice and then someone disagreed with what I said. Um, so the conversation was basically this woman took some family photos in the middle of winter around Christmas. There were 29 family members. It was the only time they were going to be together. They did it on the front porch. It was windy. It was blowing snow and no one's happy with how they look in the photos. Of course. So she's like, what do I do? Like, they're not ordering prints. What do I do? I'm like, I said, you use this as a lesson and a story for future sessions when people are like, hey, we want to get 29 people together on Christmas Eve outside for photos that, you know, that's not really what I do. I, I don't take huge family photos when everyone is together in crummy weather or in a crummy location. And I said, like, I don't take I don't want to take crummy indoor photos. Mm hmm. Like if it's snowing and blowing or if it's raining or whatever, I don't want to be like, okay, the backup location is our teeny tiny living room with a three-seater couch for 29 people. Um, and this woman said, crummy indoor photos? It doesn't have to be crummy if you have good lighting. It's like, oh. Okay. It's like, give your own advice. If you disagree with my advice, that's fine. You can ha completely have your own opinion. But share your opinion. You don't just have to argue with my opinion. And like with your work, you should have your own policies and the way you run things. Because if you're like me and you hate taking those backup photos in a crummy location and producing poor quality, poor quality photos for your clients, then don't do that. Don't waste your time doing it. Mm -hmm. And then stressing yourself out about it because you're constantly in an unfortunate situation where you're taking these poorer quality photos because it's so funny these people post these questions over and over and over again in these groups it's the same people posting these questions and they're having some <laughs> problem they're, like the same kind of problem over and over again because <laughs> they keep doing the same things that they hate doing <clears throat> yeah <sighs> isn't that 
what's the what is it the definition of something is doing the same thing over and over oh. again and expecting a different uh, result oh insanity yeah, the, i think the definition of insanity yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these people are all insane i'm just saying i guess so <laughs> the the conclusion i'm coming to is that um well this isn't really a conclusion i've come to this has been sort of a fact boiling in the back of my mind and mm -hmm. the reason a lot of people go into this is because they feel like it's it's an easy thing to do right um well i'm just going to go out get a camera and i'll just start taking pictures and people will hire me and i'll charge lots of money mm -hmm. how hard how hard could it be well you're not going to go buy land and machinery and a bunch of beet seeds and be become a beet farmer I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? Like you could, that would be easy. I think it's the easiest thing. Like if you think about it, you put seeds in the ground and then you just pull, pull beets out. Like it's the same thing as photography or marketing or anything. Like it's easy in theory. Yeah. The concept is easy because you get it. You understand how it works. So you understand how the concept works. That's great. Yep. I mean, I understand how to build a car. I, I get that you get a frame, uh. you get panels, you, you, you put them together. <laughs> I'm not going to go do that on my own, you know, and mm -hmm. some people have done it. That's fine. But <clears throat> what, what, what I'm trying to say by this is, um, we, we don't realize that there's a skill set involved to this, right? So, um, you, you, any, anything you do, there's, there's always a, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought in terms of trying to find the words to describe the things that I'm trying to say. Uh, there, there's like a, a, a gauge or a meter uh, for how good you are at something, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think people forget that photography as, as a career has the same gauge. You, you will get better eventually. You get better at post-production. You get better at, at exposing. You get better at framing. You get better because you practice. And you do get better by asking these questions. So really, it's not a it's not a bad thing that they ask these questions, but it's the fact that they're doing these things in the first place because they're afraid to say no, or yep. they're afraid to say I don't know, <clears throat> or you know I don't have the experience for this. They're they're trying to fake it till they make it, and um, they're not doing anything to develop these skills. Now, before we started this episode, I was thinking, you know, we, we've talked about having um, our friend Eric on the podcast for so long, and I think it's becoming more of a reality now than, than ever. And the reason why things haven't sort of worked out, why our stars haven't aligned is because he is a full-time photographer. He is a very hardworking man. And I know this because we are now part of, uh, well, we're in the same building. So I'm officially moving out of my studio that I've had since 2004. What? Yeah, 15 years, end of an era. Almost to the so date. Is there studio space in this new place? No, there's no studio space. Like, I can do headshots. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I'll be honest with you, I can actually probably do a full photo shoot because the office is large enough and I can move some things around. Yeah. And there's a really cool brick wall in there. It's it's a fantastic place to work and shoot if I wanted to. But mm -hmm. um, the truth be told, I haven't done anything in the studio environment for almost two years. Well, that, yeah. so, <laughs> like weddings do not take place in a studio. Um, 
most portraits I'm doing, I'm doing on location mm -hmm. for the sake of um, I, just easiness. Just literally, it's easier. And um, why it's easier is because I just don't want to do the whole full studio's lighting setup. I'm really enjoying using my portable lights. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if we go outdoors, I'm using them. You know, I just bring my portable softbox and um, have fun with it. And it's it's my style. And it's funny because I'm doing a lot less now than I did when I first started. And when I first started, I had the schooling that, you know, I attended talking to me of what you have to do, what's expected yeah. of you. Then I had all the peers and professionals I was working around who were doing that exact same thing. So it was never even like, I felt like didn't have the freedom to creatively think and to basically express myself how I wanted to. Um, you, I just felt like I wasn't allowed. Like you, you don't even think about being creative because you do this portrait lighting this way. Right. You, you know, if you work in a studio environment, you do it this way, et cetera. So back to my original point, um, Eric is probably the hardest working photographer I've ever met. And mm -hmm. I feel embarrassed to say this, but I don't work half as hard as he does. Yeah. And it shows he is, he is constantly doing more work, better work. He's grown so much like it, like looking at his photography as like, as a competitor, as a peer, as a colleague, it's grown so much every year it gets only better and um attracts the people he wants to work with so he's mm -hmm. he's sort of honed in his uh, style and he's rolling with it now he's he didn't get there by not making mistakes either right and we've we've had these discussions but at the end of the day he kind of took something and made it his own and you know, if, if I, I'm speaking for him, but I know if somebody contacted him and said, look, I have 29 people I want to take a picture out in the snowstorm on the porch, he'd probably be like, that's not going to work. Yep. <laughs> you know, you don't, but a young. And, I, yeah. Like you can be that photographer if what you enjoy is doing what your clients want you to do then that's great. But you have to take a lot of joy out of them being happy or you like busting your butt to make them happy. Mm -hmm. Does that and make sense? Yeah. But you know, there's nothing wrong with working hard. Um, but don't be afraid. Well, it's, it's another thing to not be afraid to say no. And yeah. it's yet another thing of not knowing to say no, because in your mind, you think, well, photography is so easy. Up until now, all I've had to do was point a camera and take a picture. And now you yeah. did, Now you introduce all these other elements that you weren't aware existed, and you have yeah. no idea what to do, right? Yeah. So that that's that's where it's kind of like, I wish we, we could record an hour episode that told people, um, if you want to get into this business, don't do it if you think it's easy <laughs> or if you think you're not going to work hard. So yeah. I was talking to a local video producer and yeah. they do like um, live stream stuff. Mm -hmm. But we were just talking about like videography, like wedding videography very briefly. And I was saying, you know, like I've talked to a few wedding videographers lately and I've looked at their prices and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand how they're doing it. Like 
they're charging $1,500 for a 10-hour wedding. I'm like, that's outrageous. And he starts to go, well, you have to understand that they have to pay for their time and then the time to edit the video and their equipment. I'm like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. That's way too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how are they only charging $1,500 for a 10-hour wedding and then to edit all of that video down? Because I cannot even imagine editing 10 hours of video. 10 hours of video on multiple cameras with multiple videographers. Like, that's insane. No way. No, not doing it. Not happening. <laughs> There's and people he was like, doing oh, yeah, okay. a full, full 10-hour um, photography session with with another photographer for $1,500 or even less. I've seen yeah, people do it for 1200 yeah, insane. And <clears> I've <throat> been telling people when I give them a price and they're like, oh, we were thinking more around a thousand bucks. I've been like, don't even hire a photographer. Mm -hmm. Because if you're looking at my website and you're going, I like her photos, I want her. And then you don't like my price. Then the person that you're getting for a thousand dollars is you're not going to be happy with what you're getting. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's the industry. Um, it's the, it's not just the photography industry. I mean, I'm talking to somebody about painting their house and he um, messaged me and said, hey, you've been to my house. Can I get my entire, you know, main floor uh, minus the bedrooms painted for, um, I think it was $1,600 or something. Does that <laughs> seem reasonable? And I actually said, okay, um, if a painter will come out and do two coats and paint the trim, that is a reasonable price. Do it. And he said, no, they actually said it's just for one coat. And I, and I told them, I said, it's not even worth it. Tell them not like it, you're, you're better off not to just not to hire anybody because you're, yeah. you're going to need two coats. Right. And I well, mean, I'd be I, very careful even for one coat, because at that point I'm going, why is that price so cheap? And you know, like painters have a reputation for not doing a good job right and it's funny because I guess, my yeah. house is being painted right now <laughs> um like i can i can hear i can hear the painter's roller on the That's other awesome. side of the wall <laughs> um but like it's expensive and it takes forever yeah yeah and so he's he's looking for a good deal and there's nothing wrong with that and i mean <clears throat> you do get what you pay for but sometimes you get a really good deal from a really good painter that does happen um for example i had an entire apartment painted for twelve hundred dollars by a professional painter who charges more and the reason it was that inexpensive is because i supplied the paint he came after work he had a he had a whole month to do it it mm -hmm. was empty it was empty it had renos done it was cleaned and he had a whole month to do it. And so he, it took him, I think, maybe eight or 10 visits um, while it, anybody else who quoted me said they can get it done in a, in a day and then finish the second day. So what I'm saying is just because he charged me, you know, maybe a third of what the going rate was or what he would have charged me by being able to afford to take his time and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He, he was still really happy with the out with, I was really happy with the outcome and he was still really happy with the compensation because it was on top of things. Now this doesn't exist in a wedding kind of situation. Now it could, if the photographer said, look, 
I have another wedding earlier today. You just want creative photos. I'm going to stop by after and take some creative photos for you and I'll do it for a good deal. If you work out situ if you work out things like that, it's okay. So like, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I, I hate putting prices on things because things can be handled different ways. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I've seen beautiful wedding cakes, amazing wedding cakes that were done for free. Mm -hmm. They're not relatives. They're not anything. Literally the, the, the wedding, the, the cake person said, I want to try something. I will do it for free. If you let me do it for your wedding. Now <laughs> this, this honestly happened. She said, this might not turn out the way I'm envisioning. It will still be good. And the food will, the cake, it will still be eatable, but it, you know, here's my concept drawing. I want to practice it for your wedding. You cool with that? Yeah. High five, high five. Otherwise, if you want the wedding cake you brought, you brought me the picture of, it'll be 1500 bucks, you know? So it's up to you to say, yeah, I'll take the risk, you know? And, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about people sometimes looking for budgets there. There's like, you know what? I'm willing to take the risk hire somebody who'll do it for a thousand because it's a thousand not three or five so i'm willing to take the risk now they might turn out and they'll, they'll still be photos i can still eat them <laughs> but you know so it sounds like i'm defending the people who are doing weddings for a thousand dollars or whatever but I'm, what I'm saying is we have to keep an open mind why somebody's doing it you know maybe somebody is doing it for for whatever reason they're doing it but to go along with what I said at the beginning of don't do, don't do anything just because somebody else is doing it. Um, I'm, I'm constantly because, because my printing business is still alive and well, and I'm doing a lot more printing than actual photography lately. Um, I'm talking to a lot of photographers who are coming to me with their images, et cetera. And I'm actually asking a lot of them, like, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. Like I haven't printed any canvases for you in a while. What's happening? Are you just offering albums instead? And they're saying, no, I'm, I had to lower my prices to get work. And yeah. it's kind of like, well, no, that's not how you do things, you know? Um, so, I mean, this is an episode all on its own. We, we can d debate and talk about these things back and forth all day long. Um, but you're, you're right. You're right. Let's go back to, let's go back to where you were saying about videographers. How can you do it for 1500 bucks? It's ridiculous. I, <laughs> I didn't really care to talk about videographers. I know. I'm I just know. And like, even with photography, like wedding photography there, you might luck out and get a photographer who's like super new and super eager and like a really good photographer for a thousand bucks. But mm -hmm. the likelihood of that happening is very slim. Mm -hmm. It does happen. Um, I, I mean, I've seen some killer photographers doing a lot of really wicked work for a thousand bucks and, um, <clears throat> they didn't do it for a very long time. No, uh, no. As a matter of fact, one of the, the person I'm thinking about went back to work to work as in, oh, what was he doing? Whatever. Some sort of, uh, estimating for like roof trust companies. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, just, uh, got laid off, tried, tried photography, thought, Hey, you, if you're doing it, I can do it. And, uh, had yeah, not some, for a thousand bucks a wedding. Yeah. Had some, had some, had some luck booking a lot of uh, weddings with. Well, yeah, um, you will book a lot of weddings if you're charging a thousand bucks. But no, went back to work for the roof trust company and he was just like, you know what? I work 
you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. I'm overworked, underpaid, but at the end of the day, I'm home and I'm enjoying my weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's something to that. Like if you're charging a thousand bucks, you need to book like two weddings a week all year round <laughs> in order yeah. to make that worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, you're not going to have a single weekend all year. So, well, that's the funny part. And I think that's why it costs so much. Right. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, I've had discussions with people where I told them I will work for $25 per hour. Mm-hmm. I, I will shoot your wedding for $25 per hour, mm-hmm. but you have to provide all the equipment that I'm used to. <laughs> And, and literally, I'm going to show up as if I'm coming to work. I'm going to do everything as if I'm doing things at work. Um, now, if you want me to do a little bit more, like if you want me to manage your, um, your guests, and if you want me to direct uh, some stuff, um, you're going to have to promote me from just a, a general laborer at $25 per hour. You're going to have to promote me to like a supervisory position at about $40 per hour. Right. I mean, that that's kind of fair. So like you have to promote me to a supervisor if you want to give me more responsibilities. So if, if you're cool with that, then, yeah, I'll work for forty dollars per hour and I'll do a little bit more work. If, you know, so our, if we have a deal, let's do it. You can rent all the cameras. You can rent all the lenses. You can rent some lighting that I may need for later. And um, then when I'm done my day, I'll just go home. I'll leave everything for you and I'll just I'll just go home. Um if you wanted these images processed, you're going to have to hire somebody else to do it, or you're going to have to hire me um, for a second position in the company. And now you'll probably have to pay me overtime. <laughs> you know, and it's like when you put these things into perspective, people go like, oh, shit, I never really realized that. And I, and I often, anytime this come up, anytime the pricing came up, I would always say, do you mind me asking you what you do for a living? And I've had people say the weirdest things. I've had lawyers. I've had um nurse and doctors uh getting married to each other what a surprise um <laughs> seriously these are the people who are asking for deals and and i'm like yeah. you guys are making good money why are you why are you not valuing my my job real estate yeah. agents are the worst for uh like i have a lot of friends in real estate but f- <laughs> for fuck's sakes guys spend the money <laughs> like <laughs> Um, when you're, and, and I, and I get it, you, you, you quote unquote, work hard for your money. You're taking 5% of a $500,000 sale. Yeah. You don't have any money for your mortgage this month. Um, spend a few hundred bucks on the photographer. Stop haggling. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no kidding. Right. But, uh, it's when you really put things into perspective, people, people do sit back and go like, yeah, I get your point. Okay. And, and if a, they don't, don't book them. Exactly. This is this <laughs> like is the if, if whole... the lawyer if the lawyer is like is trying to haggle you and you're explaining to them how much it costs you to provide this service and they're still haggling you, oh my goodness, don't work with them because they're gonna be a colossal pain in the ass. Big time. <laughs> well that's the thing. If you walk into a lawyer's office and you're like, Hey, I just bought a house, um, what do you charge for somebody who bought a house? And they're like, eight hundred dollars. <laughs> and they're like, Well, will you do it for half price? And they say, No. You just leave, you go somewhere else. And I mean, you're not going to like spray paint their office and urinate in the corner. They're not going to do that to you. You're not going to punch them in the face. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to like, 
do anything to you. Maybe, maybe they'll talk about you to their friends. Be like, can you believe it? He wanted eight hundred dollars. And but <laughs> at the end of the day, life goes on. You will get clients who come along and just say, "Hey, I just bought a house. How much do you charge? Eight hundred dollars. All right, that's cool with me. Let's just do this." And those are the clients you want. Clients who are there because they need your services, and you're going to work hard for them because you're like, "Hey." <laughs> these guys saw the value in what I was charging. Sweet. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. So. And you're never going to find those people if you're constantly like booking the 29 person family for Christmas Eve and taking the subpar photos on the porch yeah. in the wind and the snow. Like if you keep putting yourself in positions where you're not creating the best product that you can for your clients, then you're going to keep ending up with the same types of clients. Mm -hmm. So one thing I want to add is if you can somehow do the research in ahead of time, or if you've done something similar and you have, um, like with the person who did this photo shoot, they should save these photos and use them as an example for next time this comes up. Or next exactly. time something, you know what I mean? Like something and challenging And that's exactly what I said in this, that's exactly what I said in this group. Like use this as a story for next time someone asks you to do this. I'm mm -hmm. not doing this and here's why. This is what happened last time I did it. Like that's... do you, and, and she said, so this woman paid a session fee, which was smart for her, but also it gives you something to say to these people when you say, you know, do you want to pay a session fee and then get nothing out of it? I don't think so. Like you want your clients to go home with photos, right? So mm -hmm. now, so what I would do more than likely is I would accept the challenge of doing it, but I would tell them this, this, this might not turn out. This might not turn out yeah. the way you want, you know? Um, and yeah, this is sure. where it's good to just, I probably wouldn't do it personally because I'd be like, uh, it's Christmas Eve. Maybe I'm going to spend that with my family instead. <laughs> like I would rather do that than stress myself out yeah. and not make a whole lot of money because no one's buying any prints and you know. So. so I think I probably turned away close to 20 clients in December. Um, mm -hmm. I think so. Um, phone calls, emails, um, I may have actually not answered an email or two, which is terrible. Don't do that. Don't be that guy <laughs> or that girl. Um, people who tried to book me in December and into January, but but really around the holidays. Uh, like I would get a phone call saying, hey, my family's visiting. You know, we found your phone number on online, whatever. Um, there's 16 of us, for example. We just want a photo in a studio. And I told them. I, I hate it when people say that. I, I honestly don't care. I can I can take a decent photo in a studio, but I, I no, told No, no, no. It's the, we just want a photo. Oh, right, right. Take it yourself. <laughs> honestly, if you just want a quick photo, take it yourself. It won't cost you anything. But but that's not even the, the, the point. I mean, I've gone to yes, people's sorry, homes. Go on. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've gone to people's homes to take a photo, and mm -hmm. a, just a photo turns into four hours of photography because the 16 people are actually four different families and yeah, they sure. want individual pictures of each of the kids. And then they want couple photos in front of the fireplace. And then they want the group photo in front of the fireplace and just the girls, just the boys. It becomes a, like a wedding creative shoot almost. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know what, I know what's in store. So I quote accordingly, um, 16 people. Yeah. That you're going to be paying. That's not a problem. But I literally said, no, I don't work in December. Or January. 
or February. I made a conscious yeah. decision to not do any work for three months. And thank you for the call. But unless we can ex unless we can schedule this for sometime in March, I'm not I'm mm -hmm. not going. And I mean, I that was my vacation. I took time off to literally spend time with my little babu. Um, Ivy's super cool, super cute. She's like the coolest little kid I've ever met since Mia. And I wanted to be at home with her. I, I literally didn't want to do any work. And I mean, I have the luxury because Hannah also has an income and I have uh, another income from a website that generates uh, monies for me when I sleep. So I'm pretty lucky in that respect. And I know a lot of people can't do that, but I didn't get this overnight either, right? And but But I do have to say that being able to just say no, <laughs> just say no, <laughs> it's it's a huge luxury, huge luxury. Yeah, for sure. It, you know, um, but yeah, learn to say no. It's it's cool to say no. Probably two reasons <laughs> you'd say no. No, th just just think about it. You don't know what the uh... fuck you're doing. Like you don't know what you're doing, or you're not confident. Just just decline politely. Decline, or tell them the truth. Say you know what I, I'm not really strong in this area. And, uh, but I'm willing to try. And if you communicate yeah. that, that's cool. Or just say, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't feel like photographing your ugly faces. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. I'm getting, um, people asking me to shoot in offices. Um, yeah. and uh, I had a shoot a couple weeks ago. Um, and like I told them how much it would cost for like a few headshots and then a couple photos of the interior and exterior of this building. And then like the week before the shoot, um, the woman who's doing their marketing sends like a whole bunch of um, sample photos with like models in it and everything about this is what we're going to be shooting. I'm like, hold the phone. This is not what we discussed. <laughs> wow. And then, of course, I showed up for the shoot and it's like a teeny tiny little space. And even the photos yep. that she wanted specifically that she sent, I'm like, that's not possible in this space. Like, you're not going to get that look with the blurred out background in that huge office in this little space. Hmm. Um, like, yeah, yeah like a so boardroom. Yeah, so it happens. Yeah. It happens. I loved it. I, not even a boardroom like it this was just a big open office <laughs> a closet uh, in the photos in the photos that they wanted but oh, amazing yeah. here sophia go in this closet take some photos yeah exactly <laughs> oh, man. yeah so it happens that, for sure but at that point you just tell them why don't i photograph all your employees on a white backdrop and we'll hire a post-production person to place them in these photos <laughs> well and the funny thing is that probably is what happened in the other photos uh, yeah and i see that did. a lot actually a lot of bigger companies are photoshopping studio photos onto a blurred out background um and people think it's real which is cool good photoshopping that's good <laughs> I, don't um, I made a I made a good living doing yeah that. you can just um, don't do things because other people that's how other people i think i think that's basically. the whole premise here right with, with a couple yeah. of anecdotes and rants from me um i ranted <laughs> what are you talking about well I, <laughs> us um yeah don't do things just because somebody else wants to do it you know and this whole thing started with show notes but yeah that's exactly it like just because other podcasts are doing show notes doesn't mean we have to and it's not an excuse not to do show notes it's just kind of saying like 
We well, don't there will do be them. something. <laughs> I know, but yeah, but we don't want to do them. So you know, deal with it. Um, like I, I know, <laughs> I know wedding photographers that don't take on uh, real estate shoots. And I know real estate photographers that would never take a portrait because, because whatever, you know, um, these are p people who are busy doing what they're doing and they're not scrambling. They're not trying to get their hands into everything. Um, yeah, for sure. Right. And that, that's probably what it is. It's just kind of like fear of not working and, oh my gosh, I'm going to take everything I can. Um, if you, so, so talking about being dedicated to work, et cetera, um, like, I'm going to use Eric as an, as an example. He goes to work for eight hours a day, Monday to Friday. And he's in the office working on images, working on his marketing, putting together his marketing emails. Um, he's away from any distractions of his home, um, TV, you know, whatever. M music's on. He's meeting clients. Like It's what everybody talks about doing, but nobody actually does it. You know what I mean? And... Um, I, I wish I had the discipline to do it. My my workload is a little heavier and I'm doing about four other things at the same time. So I'm not just dedicating myself to one cause. <clears throat> yeah. But but if I did, this is the way I'd want to do it. You know, he sent, you know, like I'll just I'll just kind of use something as an as an example. He did a bridal show a couple of weeks ago and then he sent out uh, an email to the people from the bridal show pretty much the day after thanking mm -hmm. them um uh getting a phone call sorry um <laughs> i just got up is my it phone stevie on. cake it's not he doesn't call anymore he's too busy <laughs> driving um anyways um he sent out an email right after the bridal show saying hey everybody thanks for coming out and then he sent one couple of days after saying, by the way, that special only had a week long, uh, a week to go. There's only three more days left. And then the day before he said, hey, 24 hours left. If you're sitting on the fence, now's the time, blah, 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 whatever. And people were replying to that and they were coming and meeting with him and booking him. Right. So that that's how it should be. But then I've seen other, well, I know of other people who did the same show who literally told me like, yeah, I didn't even book a single person. Yeah. Like, well, did you follow up? No, people hate spam. <laughs> well, if they give you their email, it's not spam. Even, worst thing they can do is unsubscribe. Like you can't complain to me that you didn't get any apples from your apple tree you didn't plant, right? Like, grr. So on that note, what, uh, what are your plans for, uh, for this year, Sophia? <laughs> uh lots of baseball <laughs> nice like too much and then just shooting away i have some you, fun like what hmm? are you gonna do differently or maybe something new that you you haven't done yet or what maybe you've already implemented it because let's face it it's april 3rd or something i think it's april 3rd. <laughs> uh, well, if I'm you're listening to this I'm networking a little bit differently this year and I have some fun like marketing stuff and podcasting stuff coming up. So that's about it. I'm not going to share too okay. much. Okay. Save it for the future. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm not taking on any new clients. I'm only working with uh, old clients. Um, that's something I'm doing different. Existing clients. Don't call them old. That's not very they're, nice. They're old. <laughs> Whatever. Dear, dear existing clients, you're old. Uh, deal with it. <laughs> um, I have a I have a really good client base, and so I've decided to dial it back a little bit. Um, mostly because I'm finding I'm I'm working ten times harder for a new client than I am for an existing client. Yeah, for and sure. And yeah, I'm just running out of time, and it's not fair to the new client because I'm not giving them the attention they deserve. So I'm saying no. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually outsourcing a lot of stuff and, uh, delegating things to my other colleagues who live in the London area. Um, if you were here, you'd get some work, Sophia. So maybe one day you'll grace us with your presence in London and move <laughs> here. We'll see. Although, eh, I'm not moving to London. Fine. Um, <laughs> The, the printing business, on the other hand, um, uh, we were welcoming new clients. Um, there is talks and plans of actually going live with the, with the internet thingy um, <laughs> with a website so that um, anyone can sign up. Because currently it's, it's sort of on the interview basis you know somebody calls me says hey i'd like to print i say okay well why should i print for you and they tell me that <laughs> i hope that's the conversation you have why of. should i print for you <laughs> without sounding I like a dick um <laughs> i i i tell them you know like just just because you know me from this Ooh. no 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 you gotta let me finish <laughs> I, I say i doesn't mean that i can uh, all of a sudden charge you less or yeah. give you special treatment. Um, you will be basically just another, um, another order in the hopper, so to speak. So, um, expect the same turnaround time, except same pricing. Pricing's the same for everyone. Um, you know, so call it a day or tell me you want to work together and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll create an account for you, so to speak. So, um, I'm thinking of doing the the process a little differently and allowing people to just literally go on the website, pay for the product, order a print, um, order a canvas, whatever. And if they like it, they can continue doing it. And if they don't, well, it was only one experience and hopefully they, they're not leaving with uh, too hurt of feelings. All right. Um, <clears throat> the, go uh, away! <laughs> <laughs> is it the painter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You. <laughs> Go on. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Can you take that that I love you and just put it on the end of every episode from now on when we sign off? Yeah, just, I could. Actually. It will just end with I love you. <laughs> great. I'm sure you'd like that. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so the um uh a lot of you who that's ha, by the way that is service <laughs> that is service <laughs> when your when your painter talks to you like that yeah <laughs> send him to Go my on. house <laughs> yeah um, i know right and um the business that um we started 
back at the end of 2017 with the official launch of 2018, we had a great 2018. Like, remember, remember a couple of uh, episodes in the past, uh, I would kind of plug the, the business a little bit. Just, I mean, I wasn't looking for clients, but I was talking about it. Uh, it was called Pedal Boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of it was to basically take over and replace, uh, the income that I was generating from teaching photography. And since I, yeah. since I had kids, I wanted to stay at home. Um, I decided, you know, I'm going to do something that I'm really good at that I'm an expert at. And it's, uh, these guitar effects and pedals. And, uh, the goal was set to, you know, basically sell, at least 365 units in the first year that would be one per year uh or sorry one per day (laughs) and uh, that would effectively replace um the income i was used to and uh, it wouldn't be that hard of a work well the good news is we actually tripled that so literally three times the expected sales yeah it was it was so good we've been approached by other vendors um been approached by other uh uh, companies, uh, everybody wants to work with us. And so, uh, rebranded the business from pedal boss, uh, to Oxbow audio lab. And, um, uh, it's still going really strong. It's doing really well to the point where we're actually looking and well, we're not looking into it. Uh, the cat's out of the bag. I'm announcing it on this podcast. Uh, has nothing to do with guitars effects or anything, but I am announcing it here. We are currently prototyping four uh, brand new effects uh, mm-hmm. that are going to be under our umbrella. So we're launching our own product. Cool. Um, yep, yeah, yeah, we're working with really closely with uh, a fellow named Jordan from Tennessee who has his own company called Pine Box Customs, and uh, he's super talented and just an amazing individual. Um, Like, to the point where I might have to spend a lot more time with him than Ralph, and Ralph might get a little jealous. Um, But (laughs) let's let's face it, he's been cheating on me for a long time now, so... Well, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Ralph, but I've, I've known all this time. And, uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Um, we, we haven't committed to a name yet cause I mean, the product has been more, um, important to us than branding at this point. <laughs> Once we get the product figured out, we're going to have to work on branding really, really hard. But at this time, um, we're, we're working as lighthouse electronics research, um, I feel like I need to add the word group on the end. <laughs> Lighthouse <laughs> Electronics Research Group. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of what's been exciting and keeping us busy. So hence why I am um, doing a lot more work with just existing clients. And trust me, there's a lot of work. There's a, there's a lot of work with the existing clients. I still have, um, oh my goodness, I don't even want to know how many shoots that I have to do this year and we still have a, a wedding or two to shoot this year. So, uh, the, and I'm talking about Hannah and I, cause we, we are booking weddings, uh, as Lux photography company, but we have our quote unquote employees doing the work. So mm-hmm. that's going to, the, now, now that you kind of have a, a point form list of what's going on, that's what my 2019 is looking like. And, um, going to try to do one or two episodes every Wednesday with you still so that we can continue this podcast and 
um, give our listeners like the best content ever and no more su- stupid guests. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll have guests, just not stupid guests. Yeah. No kidding. But so. the, the kids and the cats will always be welcome. Yeah. I can hear I'm, your children in the background and Ego is screaming at me. So I have headphones on and they, and they cancel out 99% of the noise. So it's hard. Oh, it's yeah. different. I honestly, like if, if Hannah was standing in the same room and t- talking to me, I'm, I would have to read her lips. Um, <clears throat> unless she spoke loud enough where I heard her through the microphone, then that's different. So I did hear my kids doing something in the background. Were they happy or were they miserable? <laughs> well, they couldn't have been miserable because it was very short. Okay. my my kids aren't really miserable at all um my little ivy who's only a couple months old sleeps through the night she doesn't even wake up to feed it's it's like pretty impressive yeah yeah we don't we don't tell too many people because they're usually like i hate you (laughs) (laughs) um and mia is the cutest thing in the world when it comes to bedtime when it she goes to bed at 7.30, which is kind of late for a 21-month-old, but I don't care. She she lo- she knows exactly when it's like 7.30, 7.26 even. She just grabs my hand and drags me upstairs. She wants to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> by this good, time, though. I know, by this time she's had a bath and brushed her teeth and everything. And um, so we go upstairs. She has a routine, and this is the best thing in the world to watch. Um, she goes and turns on her rainbow light, which is this little rainbow machine that produces a a rainbow on her wall. Mm -hmm. Then she goes over to her humidifier and turns on her humidifier. (laughs) (laughs) Cause she has a little room humidifier because heat's on and it dries out the air. And so she turns (laughs) it on. She then tries to crawl into her crib, which she can't, (laughs) but it's cute to watch. (laughs) and so i take her i put her in the crib and she lays down immediately and starts wiggling her butt like she's actually excited to be in the crib (laughs) so i cover her and i kind of scratch her back and i read her a book now if she really likes the book she'll actually stand back up and help me flip the pages Mm -hmm. if if she just enjoys the the reading whatever she'll stay laying down but she knows which book i'm reading and if it's the one about counting dogs she's up and just like helping me count dogs it's great and then as soon as we're done she lays back down and i leave the room like i have people telling me that they spent two three hours with their kids not falling asleep and i'm just like how (laughs) give them away (laughs) exchange them for new (laughs) ones so and i mean you know knock on wood i have a wooden desk um it hopefully continues so uh but you know in in short uh we're back thanks for uh, waiting um if you started on episode one like you know a few months ago and <laughs> you work up to 80 something yeah. and you know fr- from the last episode before this and this one has only been like a day or an hour you you have no idea we were gone for four and a half months but we were <laughs> exactly and, and, and and it feels like we weren't this this feels just really good and natural yeah it was it was a good break it was we were on the break (laughs) (laughs) amazing all right i should go have some lunch that's fantastic um thanks for joining me today and uh, join me join me next week (laughs) (laughs) i love you (laughs) make sure you put that in 
Make sure you put that in. You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work. Thank you.